Hello everyone. There's now a new text feature that has launched. You can text about any episode that you listen to. The feature is now available on Buzzsprout, but might take 24 hours or so to get to whatever platform that you are listening to the podcast on. Reach out and say hi. Can you tell that I'm really happy about this feature? I am. Paul Rosenblum is a bookkeeper, not an accountant or a CPA. Although the information in this podcast comes from professionals, it's meant to give you enough knowledge about these subjects to have a meaningful dialogue with your tax preparer about bookkeeping and taxes. Hello again. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Paul Rosenblum, bookkeeper since 1995. Before I start, I just wanted to remind you to email me at bookkeepermensch@gmail.com. That's B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-E-R-M-E-N-S-C-H at gmail.com with any comments about any episodes or ideas for future ones. And please check out our Facebook group at Small Business and Accounting Group. Today's episode is about why, at the end of the year, the net profit in the profit and loss report rarely match the bank account balance. Once in a while, I have clients who ask that question, and I need to show them line for line why this is true, except in very rare cases and special circumstances. By the end of this episode, you should understand why this happens and feel more comfortable about the net profit of your company and where your money is going. If we take a very simple example, your client gives you a $50,000 upfront payment before the job that you've been hired for even begins. So the $50,000 goes into your bank account that the beginning balance is at zero. For this upcoming job or event, there's a budget in place which allocates where this $50,000 will be spent. There are expenses and or cost of goods sold for buying materials, hiring subcontractors, transportation, food, and travel. There's also a budget item for your company's management or service fee. If you receive $50,000 as a budget deposit and you spend $50,000, including the expense on the budget for your fee, and everything matches up to your budget, then the net profit for that particular job is zero. This assures your client that the money that you were given up front to spend was spent exactly to the specs of the budget. The bank account balance is zero and it matches. We call that job costing. Within your books, you can separate each customer into jobs and track income and expenses for the specific job and run a profit and loss report later by job or customer. However, this episode really isn't about that. It's about full company profit and loss reports. Let's take the example of a sole proprietorship or a single-member LLC on a cash basis. On January 1st, let's say that you have $1,000 in your bank account. 
over the course of the year, you earn $130,000 in revenue, that is, income from clients who pay you, and you spend $130,000 over that same period of time. If all of the expenses are business expenses and deductible, then in that case, the profit and loss will show a net profit of zero. Money in, money out. But the reality is that there's lots of money that's spent from the business bank account and credit cards, for that matter, which aren't deductible for the business at all. If you, for one example, transfer money from the business bank account to your personal bank account called a draw, this money doesn't affect the profit and loss. So right there, let's say you draw out $2,000 for personal expenses out of your business bank account. The $2,000, which has already been counted as income taxable income, transferred to your personal bank account without it being a business expense. Hence, the money is subtracted from your bank account balance, but not from the business profit and loss. If you have an IRA SEP, like a 401k, but for self-employed people, that money is deducted from your business bank account and again, not part of your profit and loss. The draw account is in the equity section of the balance sheet. If you use your credit card that you also use for business for a vacation or any other kind of non-business expense that isn't deductible, then those expenses on the credit card are entered by the bookkeeper as equity draw transactions. Since the owner of a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC can't pay themselves with traditional payroll, they have to draw out money from the bank account through the equity draw accounts. I recently had a client who asked me to explain why her $90,000 profit on the profit and loss report didn't match the bank account balance at the end of the year. I explained to her that she had transferred money into her IRA SEP account, her savings account, and she took money out for personal expenses that was transferred into her personal account. I also reminded her that she had taken a long vacation abroad and she's living a very nice lifestyle. And once she saw this on paper, she felt much better about the low balance in the bank account even though her profit was showing $90,000 when she saw her savings account higher than it was a year earlier and her IRA SEP balance higher as well. Since all monies earned by a sole proprietor or a single member LLC have to go into the business account first to declare income for the IRS and then transfer it to the personal account or wherever, the situation of the bank account balance and the net profit not matching happens very frequently. Let's add one more piece to this scenario. The same situation, but with accrual accounting rather than cash-based accounting. You earn 130000 of revenue for the year. In accrual accounting, remember, revenue is counted and taxes are paid on revenue even before the revenue is collected. 
So if your clients only pay you 100000 of that 130000 by the end of that tax year, that's $30,000 right there that you're paying tax on and is showing up in your profit and loss report, but that money isn't in the bank yet. The value of what is owed to you is sitting in accounts receivable on the balance sheet. With expenses in accrual, even if you don't pay a bill, it's still deducted on the profit and loss, but obviously not on the bank account until you pay it. So accrual accounting can kind of skew the numbers on the profit and loss report if you want it to balance out in an understandable way. Remember, if you pay sales tax to the city or the state, that payment is also in the balance sheet, not the profit and loss. You take money in when customers pay you, and some of that money is sales tax. So the bookkeeper should be adjusting the sales down on the profit and loss by the sales tax collected and adjust it up on the balance sheet as a sales tax liability. Any bank loans credit lines, SBA loans, loans that you made to others, and additional capital that you might have deposited from your own personal money, and of course the draw account when you take back some of the invested money, will not affect the profit and loss of the company. If you are self-employed with a sole proprietorship or a single-member LLC, your health care premiums are deductible on the 1040 form of your tax return, but not deductible for the business on the profit and loss. Copays and prescription costs, if over the threshold, are deductible on the 1040 form also, as well as donations that you make to non-profit organizations. I've seen books where sales taxes collected were included in revenue and the sales tax payments were recorded as expenses for the business. The net profit was correct, but the accounts used were incorrect. Both sides of the sales tax should be in the balance sheet under sales tax payable. Some accountants use this technique for what we call in the bookkeeping field write-ups, that is, internal bookkeeping for the eyes of the tax preparer and not necessarily for the client, although it's not withheld from the business owner. So even though the accounts might be wrong, the net profit is still correctly computed. Let's talk now about S-corporations. S-corporations, since the owner or owners are traditional W-2 employees of their own company, then their payroll does show up on the profit and loss just like any other employee. So there are no draw accounts in the equity section of an S-corporation. The IRS says that the owner or owners of the S-Corp should pay themselves a reasonable salary for what they do for their own company. So in theory, there's really no need for a draw account anyway. If an S-Corp owner uses a business credit card for personal expenses, then it should be booked as a distribution, which is like a draw in an LLC. 
If, however, one of the owners needs extra money to make a down payment to buy a house and start a mortgage, and the business can afford to transfer that money to the owner's personal bank account, then that would go through the books as another balance sheet account, an asset called shareholder's loan. This would have to be paid back to the company as a deduction on the owner's paycheck. But again, all balance sheet transactions will not show up on the company's profit and loss numbers. So when you run a profit and loss report for the company at the end of the year, you will always have to keep in mind all the personal expenses that come out of business money and through your draw or distribution or shareholder loan account. The other thing to keep in mind are the adjustments made to the books by the accountant or tax preparer. In most cases, the depreciation of assets is done at the end of the year, not monthly, unless you have a larger company and the accountant or tax preparer makes monthly adjustments to close your books. Amortization of trademarks and depreciation of assets are generally done at the end of the year. Also, keep in mind that tax returns usually show a lower profit than your books show from a bookkeeping viewpoint before adjustments made to your books that follow the tax code. So year-end adjustments are important as well to show on the profit and loss report. And in the last episode about audits, your books and tax returns must match the bottom line. This is one of the things that auditors look at. The general ledger in your books should match up to the tax return. So adjustments have to be made to the books after the tax return is filed. Again, please check out the Facebook group page. And if you have any subject matter that you would like me to cover in upcoming episodes, either leave me a message there or email me at bookkeepermensch at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-E-R-M-E-N-S-C-H at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Coming up in the next couple of months, we will have YouTube videos to accompany these podcast episodes, and I will eventually be interviewing guests as part of this podcast. So stay tuned. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Paul Rosenblum.